Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom. And I do. I really do. Gosh, I haven't said that in like over a year. Hey, I apologize if this if the sound is weird. Uh, I'm in my basement. I decided to just try a different, you know, a little change of scenery for when I record these because my office upstairs, that's like business. That's like me and Jody time. That's like business. But like, you know, down in the basement, we're cool. We're just watching Teen Mom over here. Don't worry about it. So anyway, I don't know if the sound is weird. I went to my doctor finally uh, last week, and she looked – if anyone's been watching me and Jody since I left the teen mom or I went on a hiatus, um, every time I come on air, I'm complaining about something. Uh, I'm sure it's really fun for everyone to – to hear that. It's never annoying. But <clears throat> I finally got a diagnosis, which is nice. But also, um, my ear, I, I was always I was always going deaf in my left ear, and she looked in my ear and she said that it was just like a full, like hard ass rock of black wax. And I was so fucking excited. Cause she's like, I just need you to kind of loosen it up and then you'll come back in a couple weeks and I'll uh I'll extract it. And I was like, oh, my God, you need to be able to videotape it, and I want to keep it afterward. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> my ear's been really clogged. I've been kind of messing with it, too, because Jody got me, like, a one of those, like, things you can put in your ear, and you can, like, look at it on your phone, like, the camera. So I did some damage there, but I also think I pushed a big chunk toward, like, inner further. So my hearing's all over the place, but soon, soon it will be fixed, and I'm sure I'll have something else to complain about. <clears throat> but anyway, I'm back. Uh, so much to talk about here. I just want to get a couple business things out of the way. Uh, me and Nick are coming back this week to, uh, for all stars, uh, drag on uh, squirrel friends cocktail hour. We're coming back to do all stars eight, I think. Um, we're, we're not going to be doing every episode, but we are going to be doing, um, you know, a first episode mid season check-in and then the finale. So check that out if you want. It's free on the main feed. Also, um, make sure you check out our uh, 
Total Request Pod backlog on patreon.com slash trpod. There's a million different episodes on there. That's our whole backlog. And then if you haven't checked out our, uh, if you're on tier three here, or if you're on the $3 tier, uh, check out tier two if you want. Uh, check out all our sister wives. You can check out tier one, get all, just a whole bunch of shit on there. There's everything. True life, marriage therapy with Amba and Matt. And there's a whole bunch of my teen mom Patreons over there, like being Barb, being Deb, all of those fun things. So, you know, just check all the different things that will help us out. That'd be great. Also, uh, buried the lead here. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. This is my Mother's Day present to all of you. Daphne didn't want to go out on Sunday, Amanda. It's going to be a mad show. Uh, a madhouse, that's what she said. So I'm taking out for breakfast tomorrow. So I've been spending Mother's Day um, taking notes and recording this now. The notes? Holy shit. That was... I forgot how tedious it was compared to... When I do stuff with Jody, even for, like, stuff that we haven't seen... Like, Sister Wise, we just do a watch-along. But if I'm taking notes on, like, a Real Housewife episode or something... I don't pause it ever. I'm just watching it and I'll just put like two words just to remind myself of something that happened in this scene. I forgot how much harder this is because you're writing down lines of dialogue, complete voiceovers. There's so many little intricacies. Uh, so I guess I didn't miss that, but it's fine. It's fine. This is what I do. So I'm excited to be back. And I got to say, I was a little nervous. I'm like, what if I start watching this and I just, it's just not hitting me the same. Well, never fear you guys. Cause oh, it's hitting, it hit real nice right in the sweet spot. I was like, oh yes, I remember all this. And this is wild. Cause it's so long, such a long time ago that so much has happened since then. Another fun moment for me was as I'm taking notes, I realized after a few minutes that Farrah's not in these first few episodes. So that's great. I actually loved this. It was nice because it kind of, they were able to flush things out a bit more. And so each girl got a little more attention. Not that there was a lot going on in Missy's storyline, but I gotta say, I didn't miss having that fourth girl. Nowadays, it's like seven girls in the cast. It's freaking awful. So I'm gonna I'm gonna soak this up while I can. This this time with only the three girls girlses. Uh, what else do I have here? I just wanted to um, say Jody's. Uh, I feel like people are worried that Jody's like leaving. She's not. She was just absent the past like randomly. She's gonna be absent a few times during the summer. I'll have guests and stuff. Um, this is for our sister wives. Uh, stuff. Um, don't worry. She just, she's a mom. She has two kids. She's got a summer and, uh, she's got a hot girl summer going on. So don't worry. Just like everyone relax. She's the, she's in it, but she just, she needs some time off sometimes and I have nothing else to fucking do so I can handle it. Uh, what else? No Farah. And that's it. Okay. Let's get into Macy. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I'm going to insert this here because I realized that I said I had a diagnosis earlier and then I didn't go on to say what it was. It's fibromyalgia. It's like really not that exciting, but it completely makes sense. And I'm on meds and I feel like a fucking different person. Anyway, let's move on to Macy. Let's see what Macy's doing here. All right, Macy. Since Ryan works out of town during the week, I'm trying to find out if he's coming to Bentley's first day of kindergarten. But as usual, I haven't heard back from him. So, um... This really hits the ear weird hearing that Ryan has a job, let alone like out of town. Like, whoa. Um, now, I don't I don't know all the updates you guys know. I am a, I, 
obviously teen mom stuff is constantly coming up on my algorithms. So I know that he's been arrested 7,000 times. I saw what he did to Mackenzie's house and I felt so sad for her. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? That's everything you own. You have to replace literally everything. I highly doubt they had homeowner's insurance. That's just... Oh, awful. I mean, she doesn't deserve that, even after that note to Macy at the reunion. So I hope that he's in jail, uh, like, forever. He shouldn't be out on the street. I feel like everyone should just, like, get, like, so many chances and then, like, bye. Bye-bye. It's, anyway, yeah, it's weird hearing he has a job. I don't know if I really believe it, but that's what apparently is happening. I, I need to get Justine on here. Justine, can you come on, like, next week or something? And she can give me the complete full update. I didn't want to look up Teen Mom news, so I'll get I'll get some Justine has her own podcast, uh The Shore Store. She also covers Teen Mom on her Patreon over there. It's amazing. She's I think one of one of very maybe a couple of podcasts that are cur- still currently recapping the like ongoing seasons, the current seasons. So please check out Justine at Shore Store. Uh and Justine, we'll have you on uh soon. Okay, so at the Edwards's house, <clears throat> Excuse me. They are sitting outside. The, uh, well, okay. Larry's sitting on the on their on these like teal Adirondack chairs um, outside their open garage. I don't know why everyone. It's not. It looks like they're filming a COVID episode, but they're not. They're. It's years from that. So why everyone's like outdoors? We're like we're never going inside. Well, Kate and Ty were inside, and Amber, of course, like were on the couch the whole time. But like, it's weird. There's all these weird outdoor scenes that like make me uncomfortable and uh, ryan walks up he looks good like he's hot and like right when he first walks up he looks fine like normal he's like hey what's up dad and larry uh, uh larry's drinking a beer at 11 a.m too again never any judgment uh, by the way with my fibromyalgia i can't drink alcohol it uh, it triggers it i'm like oh well, that all makes sense then so um He's drinking a beer at 11 a.m., jealous, and um, he says, I hear Macy, I hear Macy, I feel like his voice is like high, right? I hear Macy and Tyler are moving in. Such a parent thing to say. This is like, it's like Chelsea's mom always would do this shit to her. Like, she'd walk in, clearly upset about Adam, and then Mary's like, oh, have you heard from Adam, Chelsea? Oh my god, I'm like doing like my Canadian voice now. I have, all, all my voices are, like, in these different places. I need to get back into my teen mom voices, so excuse me. Maybe we'll grow We'll grow with each other. Anyway, he, he asked about where. Have you talked to Macy? I heard Macy and Taylor were moving in together. And Ryan's like, yep. And then Larry, uh, Ryan sits in the other Adirondack chair. Bentley's uh, uh, driving, like, a little trike in the in the garage. And then at one point, Bentley's playing catch with Larry. So just keep that in mind. So Larry's like, well, what do you think about the cameras being back, Ryan? And Ryan's like, oh, no. So he's, like, really focused on, like, a scab on his leg or something. He's like, I don't know. It's just, uh, like, I'm comfortable, like, talking in front of the cameras. And Larry's like, yeah, but that's the only time we talk. Which is, that's, I mean, that, it's believable, but very sad. Like, I mean, they haven't talked the past couple of years. I assume that by that it just means Ryan has to talk about actual life stuff in front of the cameras or he won't get paid and for the past couple years since they've been on hiatus since amber's been in jail uh they just don't talk about anything ryan just comes over and like scrolls on his phone and is cracked out 
Speaking of which, Larry asks um, if Ryan's attending Bentley's first day of school, and Ryan has to work. Um, he works so hard and out of town. And then I realized this is basically just Ryan is Cody Brown. There's so many sister wives parallels here. I know a lot of you guys don't care about sister wives. First of all, you should. The bug got me just last year. I'm more obsessed with that shit than Teen Mom ever. So I get into it, but there's a lot of parallels. But I promise I won't talk about Sister Wives that much. But Cody Brown also had was busy all the time. He's he's he goes, he does things. He has he's out of town. It was really um in their book, Cody says it was just really convenient for him to be able to be out of town whenever he needed to be. So kind of like Ryan. So Bentley's playing catch here. So they're uh, they're sitting. Ryan is tweaking out. This is when I realize he's tweaking the fuck out because Bentley's throwing a ball with Larry, and they're playing catch. And a ball kind kind of comes like I guess Ryan thinks it's coming toward his face, and I think he wasn't expecting it. Like it was just coming toward him and Larry, and he like freaks out. I think like I mean you know like. I've never been on the stuff that he's been on, but like, I'm sure if I was super stoned and I was like, holy shit, I'm, I'm like way too high right now. And then somebody threw a ball like directly in my direction. I'd probably freak out too. But he's like, Bentley, why are you throwing like that? And Larry's like, it's, it's a ball. Like you need to relax. Cause Larry definitely knows he's tweaked out. And, uh, Larry, it's just a ball. Yeah. Uh, that's it. So now over at Macy's house, her and Taylor sit in those sister wives camping chairs that are like that like like if I sat in one it would just like encompass me like like a butterfly in like a what's that called a cocoon it would like wrap around me because I would just sink the fuck into it I don't know why anyone trusts these chairs but they're sitting there but they're not just sitting in camping chairs they're sitting like they have that driveway that's, like, kind of a covered driveway. It's an outdoor driveway, but it's covered. So their, like, truck is there. And then they're just sitting on the camping chairs, like, under the, under the like, uh, covered area behind the truck. There's, like, random tires leaning against walls behind them. This is where they're choosing to sit and talk. It's just, like, the like it would make me uncomfortable. Like, I need my ambiance to be perfect. Oh, and also they're drinking at 11 a.m. as well. Again, jealous. They don't have anything else to do. They might as well. So they're drinking like mimosas or screwdrivers or something. And uh, Jen calls and she says that she'll drop Bentley off. And Mace is like, is Ryan going to come to Bentley the first day of school? And Jen's like, no, no, he has to work. Uh, But I I wish it didn't have to be like that. So uh, they hang up. And Macy's like, this is the thing. Like, just be around or, like, don't be around. Like, I'm not even going to work tomorrow. I'm going to go to kindergarten so that we can all be together. Well, slow clap for fucking Macy. It must be really nice to be able to just not go into work. Also, it's pretty easy to not go to work when you don't work. And uh, she said it wouldn't be an option for me to miss it. Like, again, congratulations. Way to alienate most of your fan base, like, of working class moms, many who are single, who can't just, they don't have the privilege of just taking, like, a day off. No, I'm gonna not go to work that day so that I can have that moment with Bentley. I know it's important, you guys. Relax. Anyway, they go back and forth. Basically, Taylor has as much pizzazz as pretty much anyone Macy's ever brought home. Kyle. 
um, Ryan, but they're, they're all about the same level of interest level and um, oomph. They just don't have it. So anyway, he says that, like, uh, you know, I think that it's important for the dad to be there. Well, that's too bad, Macy. I'm sorry that you feel sad. And maybe you should, uh, maybe you should see someone. And then Taylor, Macy's like, well, I mean, what do you think I should do? And then Taylor makes this hilarious joke. It's so funny. He says, drink a beer and just get over it. Good one. Also, like, I don't even know how funny he was trying to be here because at this point I'm pretty sure uh, just drink a beer and get over it is like on their family crest. It's their family mission statement. Then he says like maybe it will uh, it, probably be good for you to see a therapist and Macy says, yeah, I mean, Bentley's gonna have issues because of this. Well, no, not because of the kindergarten drop-off per se, but yes, Bentley is definitely going to have issues about Ryan. All right, next scene. The Edwards are eating breakfast at, like, some, and breakfast cocktails, of course, at some restaurant with, like, this, by the seaside, maybe. They're, like, by this window, and so, but the reason I know that it's always, like, morning when they're filming these things is because, um, like, the restaurant would probably only allow them to come in and film, like, before business hours so this got to be like you know 9 a.m i don't know who cares ryan so the uh, bentley larry jen they're all sitting there they're eating they've already gotten their meals like they've they've ordered drinks larry's already one drink in they've ordered their food they have received their food and they're halfway in and ryan, ryan strolls in here he comes and uh, he shows up super late and ryan makes up uh for it by immediately saying to bentley well he sits down and jen's like so bentley's has school tomorrow and ryan's like oh yeah bentley you hear that Tomorrow you have to go to school. You're not going to like it anymore. And Jen's like, Ryan, don't say that. And he's like, no, I mean, look, I hope you like it, but, like, I'm just saying. He really, he actually reminds me of James Franco in Freaks and Geeks. Like, just, like, his facial expression of just, like, ugh. So Jen, classic line here. So have you seen Macy in a while? And Ryan's like, no, haven't seen her. And then Jen's like, talk have y'all talked and ryan's like nope (laughs) he does he is not even giving anything so now bentley uh grabs larry and he wants to tell him a secret and he wants larry to announce this secret and uh whispers in larry's ear and larry actually decides to share the secret out loud god knows why but uh the secret is um oh uh he says uh, bentley says that his mama's house is his real house. And then Ryan goes, that's fine. And then he like takes like a bite of a fry. And then he's like, okay, well, I got to get going. I got to go to work. So he storms off. He gives Bentley this like non hug. And then he fucks right off. I'm pretty sure MTV probably gave him like a minimum word count. Like you have to at least like let these things be addressed, answer the questions, and then you can go. So he like got the fuck out of Dodge immediately. Larry is pissed and he's shaking his leg, just like his legs are just going, you know. And Bentley's like, "Why are you shaking?" And Larry's like, "Cause I'm over it." Can you can you believe that bull crap? He says this to the crew because again, remember the fourth wall has been broken. Oh, the things we get to see. Uh, he says, "Can you believe this?" I I, I be- can you believe that bull crap? I believe he's got attitude. And then Jen's like, "Larry." stop as if we can't like hear her and see her she's like kind of hiding behind bentley like please like you, you think that we're that mtv is gonna miss an angle or like something audio with you please 
Anyway, now we see Ryan pilling away in his new red sports car convertible, which I'm sure he responsibly bought at a really good, uh, really good price, good interest rate, all that. Next scene, Jen drops off Bentley to Macy and Taylor, who are busy. They're bu- they're busy scrolling their phones next to each other on on uh, the couch, drinks akimbo, and Jen and Macy uh, talk in the kitchen about the first day of school. And Macy's like, oh, they're not allowed to film in there. And then they discuss how, like, you know, they need to keep Bentley's life as normal as possible. It's weird because people keep coming up to Bentley on the street and saying, hey, Bentley. And he's like, what the fuck? That's the whole scene. Glad we saw it. Um, well, actually, no, we, we, we do end with a mouth kiss between Macy and Bentley. <sighs> we know how I love mouth kissing. All right, next scene. Taylor has to go to work early, so I'm taking Bentley to his first day of school by myself. And in the background, there's this weird, like, military music playing. Like, it's clearly, like, a copyright-free version of it. But I think they're trying to do the, um, like, it's like kind of a camping kind of song. Uh, it's in a Simpsons episode, but clearly they, did, they didn't have the rights to that. So there's, like, this, like, like like a like drums military music then it goes into a version of that thing i just sang and it's like isn't he just going to kindergarten it's not like he's going to actual military school so they're driving in the car macy oh first she wakes up benny and undresses him on camera because of course of course uh she says only one thing as she Gets him ready for school. You gonna get a girlfriend, Banny? God, so fucking annoying. So we get to see this cool fourth wall break here, guys. So the producer, so Macy's getting into her car, and you can see the producer going, okay, so you drive, and then we'll follow you in our car, and then when we get there, like, we'll we'll film you. I mean, wow. We waited all this time to get that, that fucking tea, that behind-the-scenes tea. So Macy drops off Bentley at school, and then she comes back in her car, and then this, like, insanely sad song starts playing underneath. Like, like I wouldn't want it any other way. I really just made that up off the top of my head, but you get the gist. It was something like that about, like, losing somebody forever. He's at kindergarten. I know it's a big deal, you guys. I get it. It's, you know, it's nice. Macy loves her kid. What can I fucking say? I'm here to snark. Next scene. It's really bothering me that Ryan isn't involved more in Bentley's life. So I'm taking Taylor's advice and seeing the therapist that I saw a couple years ago. You know, back when the show was on and I was getting paid to go to therapy. So anyway, uh, Macy meets her doctor. She tells Dr. Carol. Carol? Stony that her boyfriend moved in from Texas and you know all the updates Bentley's in school her and Bentley both cry to drop off Ryan has been very very absent and she doesn't want to lie to Bentley but also she doesn't want to ruin the picture of his dad that he has in his head and the therapist says what I'm hearing is that it he isn't just important to Benny but important to you and then Macy cries and uh Macy's longing for what she could have had she says And Macy says she just wants to be able to call him and talk about Bentley. And she's angry, which is fair. And that is the end of Macy's segment for this episode. Okay, so let's move on to Kate and Ty. Tyler. 
Tyler and I aren't on the same page about getting married in a courthouse, but at least he's committed to waiting to have a wedding until after the baby is born. And this week, we're throwing a party to find out the sex of our baby. By the way, the sound might sound a little different. I ended up having to move all the way upstairs to my office because... Downstairs was like the, 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 it was. It's a couch. It's it's a leather couch. I sink into it. My back. I had to sit up. It was a whole thing. You know, fibromyalgia. Blame the fibromyalgia. Uh, anyway, Tyler and Kate are driving to a uh, what's it called? Fucking uh, ultrasound, and he's giddy in the car. It's very cute, and he's just really. He also looks so young. Like he's just. He's still like. He's still transitioning into like man. And he's giddy. It's so cute. And he just really wants a boy. And Caitlin says that she thinks it might be a boy, too. And that makes him even more excited. And my God, I forgot how much Caitlin looks like frickin' Janelle from Sister Wives. And, and Nadishin. Nadishin is Janelle's daughter. And they're related. These families are related. I'm sure, like, I can't imagine that's too crazy of a thought that these two families... With also very similar, oh my god, they have like identical lives because like the moms, we'll get to that in a second. But they, it's there's they're they're related. Somebody do a deep dive. I know that a lot of you guys out there are really good at this investigative works. You guys have uncovered a lot of stuff about the, those Browns. So let me know if you can if you can track the lineage of the Baltiera slash what's what's Caitlin's original last name? I forget. Caitlin. Lowell? Lowell. Wow. Right? Is that right? Sounds right. I'm not looking it up. Okay, the, 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 the Lovells, Lowells, and Baltieras, and the Browns. Check it out. Anyway, they're driving. They get to the ult- ultrasound, and they're looking at the ultrasound, and Tyler keeps referring to the image as a he, like, oh, look at his, you know, nose or whatever. And the nurse goes, oh, Ty, I, I notice you keep saying he, Tyler. And it's like, why you gotta rub salt in the, room, in the wound, bitch? Like, you know that... You can see that it's a girl. You gotta, you gotta take some jabs at this poor guy. Kiki is on camera. Great. Again, thank God we broke the fourth wall so we can see Kiki on our screens. She's not unattractive, like in any way. There's just something about her fucking face. I just can't stand it. She's a, it's like a smugness. I don't know. She bugs me. And uh, anyway, she's gonna be the one in charge of doing the, putting the colors, boy or girl. In the pinata. Yay! I'm so glad we got to watch that happen. Next scene, we're eating healthy at the Baltiera house. And uh, Tyler, for Tyler, a sandwich dripping with mayonnaise. And uh, Caitlin, for Caitlin, we got a strawberry smoothie. We're working on a strawberry smoothie that I have a, I have my suspicions that this, this smoothie is also moonlighting as a shake because there's got to be some ice cream in this thing, okay? Tyler, they sit down, and Tyler immediately, as he's with mayo dripping out of his gullet, Tyler asks how much weight you gained last time when you were pregnant, and Kate says, oh, 60. And Tyler goes, well, I read online that in the first four months, you should only be gaining five to nine pounds. And then Kate goes, yeah, well, I've already gained 20. And Tyler's like, yeah, I know. That's because you were ignoring it. Uh, hey, Ty, how about you keep your grubby little fucking fingers off the internet for now, or just look up... What, use the internet to look up leather bracelets or chains or eyeliner. What else does Tyler? He wears finger, fingerless gloves. Look that up. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You don't need to look up weight gain for pregnant women. Okay? Kate says, yeah, so Tyler, every woman watching now is probably thinking, shut the fuck up. Because, like, look, I know I'm fat. I'm getting fatter. And you're going to either love me or not. And Tyler's like, no, that's not what I was even saying, though, Kate. Anyway, go Caitlin. I like how much... Uh, it's this was what ten years ago. I like that there has been at least some movement in not it, it, uh, fat shaming, not being okay, or talking about women's weights, or uh, being overweight is hilarious or a um, anecdote. So yeah, at least at least MTV kind of I don't know. MTV probably was like, okay, guys, knock it off. You want to know the most shocking? Okay, also I, I don't a, a woman can gain as much weight as she fucking wants. And here's my example of this. The most shocked I've ever been seeing, like, what a, like a, a very thin person could look like pregnant and, like, how much weight you could gain, like, is um, Pam or Jenna Fisher on The Office because she's fake pregnant. Like, her first pregnancy on the show, she's not actually pregnant. So she looks like herself, but just with a belly. Her second pregnancy was written into the show, which was her actual in real life first pregnancy. She looks She's, like, unrecognizable. Like, it's... I'm not... She doesn't look bad, but I remember just... Like, I just did a rewatch of The Office, and I was like, whoa! Like, she really... Like, she carried just really big. So, who cares how much weight you fucking gain? Like, you can deal with it afterward. That's a problem for for postnatal uh, mommy. Kate says even her, her, she can't enjoy her pregnancy. And Tyler's like, why? And Kate's like, because if I, if I want to have, if I know like a craving for a pizza pizza, I'm going to have a pizza pizza, even if I gain two pounds. And Tyler's like, oh, God. He's like rubbing his whole face. In walks April looking uh, not fresh. Uh, and Well, there are fresh hickeys on her neck. I think they're hickeys or they might be like scab- scabbies. 
something she's picking out there, but they look like hickeys. Uh, the Nellie show these flashbacks of, like, uh, Caitlin has to uh, tell the whole story of how, of their whole family history. And because I guess people thought that, like, wow, OG is back and better than ever now that Teen Mom 2 is actually successful and Amber's out of prison. So they're assuming people are just jumping in here, which actually I did. This is where I first jumped into OG. So this was, inf- this was probably interesting for a... Uh, what, 30-year-old Amanda to watch. And so we find out that we all know the story. Kate and Ty were dating, and then their parents fell in love and uh, got married, which made them, like, step-sister-brother. And this is the exact same thing that happened with Janelle Brown, who Caitlin looks exactly like. Janelle was dating Cody, and then Cody's dad married Janelle's mom, and then they got married. These two families, fuck it, this is, it's, it's creeping me out, man. By the way, in these flashbacks, April does look way worse. So good for you, April. She does look, she looks, I take back saying fresh in a sarcastic way earlier. She definitely looks way better. Anyway, Butch is in jail and they are now divorced. <clears throat> Tyler receives, uh, oh, April comes in with Nick, which is a, uh, Caitlin's little brother, who is not Butch's, um, Butch's biological son, but he did raise Nick. So Nick's there. He's sitting with uh, Tyler and Caitlin and... They have received a manila envelope from Butch from prison. And it's Nick's birthday, and Butch got some inmate who, like, does, like, drawings. To, it, was, it was actually super cool. It's such a cool, unique gift. Um, it's like a piece of paper. like a, It's like a Batman theme, like Batman and the Joker, I think. And this guy just made this beautiful drawing of them, and he colored them all nice. It was, like, really super cool. I would have framed this. And he reads this, Nick reads out this little letter from Butch where it's, it's nice. This is back when like we all kind of thought there was a chance for Butch. And the letter says, I hope you like that there picture I had made for you. You can't buy nothing like that at no Walmart store. And like the indication there is that like Walmart's bougie. Like, do you not, do you hear that in that? He's like, you can't buy something like that at no Walmart store. Like, like Walmart is super fucking bougie. Like. Like, take that, Walmart. Um, Then Nick says that he almost cried reading the letter, and Ty goes, well, that's okay, though, because I used to cry, too. And then Nick says, you were eight? And Ty's like, yeah. And then Nick says, how many birthdays of yours did he miss? And Tyler goes, oh, like 20? Yikes. And then they say, well, hope Nick, hopefully he'll be around for your little niece or nephew here. And Nick's super excited about being an uncle at age eight. Next scene, um... It's good that Butch stays in contact with us while he's in prison, but his letter to Nick brought back some childhood memories for Ty. So Butch calls Collect, and Ty tells him about how Nick felt like he was going to cry, and he's like, you know, Dad, it was like watching myself 10 years ago, you know? And Butch is like, you know, I feel like I'm going to cry, and, you know, it was never my plan to go to prison. And latest uh, he gets out will be March, so he'll definitely be able to see the baby. And then Butch makes, this was so funny, because you know that all the the main cast are being careful about, like, walking on eggshells around Farrah and her porn career, but you can't, you can't uh, manage Butch. So on the phone, he's like, yeah, I'm, when I get out of prison, like, I'm going to need something to do, and Ty's like, well, you're going to get a job, and Butch is like, no one's going to hire me, I'm going to have to get into porn, Maybe, I, I mean, you guys are going to have to contact Farrah and tell her to help me get into the porn industry, and they're all like dying laughing but like they're very aware that they're on camera and like 
Kate and Ty definitely know this is going to come back to bite them in the ass, but it is pretty fucking funny. Next scene, Caitlin has her own pocket Doppler thingy for her to check the baby's heart rate. That was kind of cute. Their friend comes over for no reason whatsoever, but they all post a pregnancy announcement. I think her friend posts one too, but definitely Caitlin and Tyler each post a pregnancy announcement and do what, look, we all know these reality stars do this. And I appreciate the fact that Caitlin and Tyler are like letting the audience see like, yeah, this is what we do. If you say you don't do this when you're a reality star, then you're fucking lying. So like they post it and then immediately they get on their phone and they're just like, count, like they're, they're looking through like, okay, eight people. Okay. 20 people liked it. It's only been a minute. Oh, 130, 230. It's kind of like, it's like what Sister Wives thought that it was going to be like when they launched my Sister Wives closet. Oh my God! And when Kate and Ty launched their fucking baby clothesline. Okay, this is like the fucking Twilight Zone. I didn't even have that written down. That's something that just came into my head. That happened to both of them. They both thought, well, Caitlin and Tyler apparently crashed the internet, but like they all thought that they would get all these high numbers of cells and then just no one, no one's buying it because like the stuff all sucks. Yikes. God, those families are, like, the exact same. That's probably why I like Sister Wives so much. Anyway, somebody's commenting. Everyone's commenting, like, yay! Oh, my God! Yay! Wow! Happy face. And then here come the bad uh, comments. One of them says, are you going to get rid of this one, too? Jesus Christ. Why did you say that to these people? Like, what more do you want from them? They had the baby. Like, they didn't get rid of it. They had the baby, and they gave it to a good family because they couldn't take care of it. Did you want them to keep it? And, like, live with Butch in April? Jesus Christ, these people. Uh, Tomorrow is the big party at the park, and they're going to do a pinata on a string. And next day, and then inside, all the colors will be blue or pink. Now, Now, we're at the table. It's the morning. It's the morning of the big reveal. And we're at the table eating, like, a Grand Slam special, both of them. Like, this this is the Lumberjack special. <laughs> Fucking Denny's. Like, it was, like, two pieces of toast, two sausage links, bacon, hash browns, um, eggs. And I think there's probably pancakes on the table there. Like, they were going for it. And, hey, Ty, couldn't help but notice that you're shoving your face while talking with your mouth open and full. So, like, shut up. Anyway, they reminisce over their eggs about what it was like uh, when Caitlin gave birth and what her vagina looked like and how how weird her vagina looked afterward and how jiggly the placenta was. So they bite into their eggs. Tyler thinks he wants a boy so bad that he knows it'll be a girl. And uh, that's it. Okay, lastly, they're at the Reville. Kate's dad is there. And he, here's another one. Her dad looks like Mary Brown. You guys need to go check all this shit out. Her dad looks like Mary Brown. Everyone is related. Uh, Okay, so let's get this over with. Uh, Kate says you can, right before they're going to pull these strings, she's like, you guys can all take pictures and you can post whatever you want, but if the magazines call, you have to say no comment. And everyone's like, okay, Kate. So they pull this, the pinata, and it's pink. Tyler screams, no, but he's fine. Everyone gave him so much shit for this, but whatever, especially by the, the, the next one. Like I can totally see being like, oh, come on. So uh, somebody's like, Tyler, you'll get a nice new pink room. And he goes, yeah, tampons, hairspray, mascara. All my plans are crumbling around in front of me. Then he turns to the camera and he's like, you know, I'll be excited as time goes on. And he's like, I just wanted a boy. So that's it. That's it for Kate and Ty this week. Let's move on to Amber. I just chugged an entire vitamin water in preparation for for this segment. Here we go. 
When I was in prison, I missed so much of Leah's life, so I hope Gary includes me in her first day of school. So Gary calls Amber. Amber's on the couch, you guys. And Gary goes, good morning. And Amber goes, uh, it's 1.30. Uh, excuse me, Amber? Are you giving someone shit for sleeping in past, like, noon? Amber? Are you? Are you giving Gary shit for it being 1.30 and him saying good morning? By the way, Gary probably was actually up earlier, and he's done so much shit today that he didn't even realize it was afternoon, whereas, like, you've just been sitting on the couch all day. Uh, Gary asks Amber um, if she wants to go to get school supplies with him and Leah, and Amber, like, genuinely, like, has to think about it. She's like, well, when do you want to get school supplies? And Gary says, like, well, now... So Amber half-heartedly agrees. And then Heather is there with her, like, one, the one earpiece in with the little swirlies. And she's like, what's the problem, Amber? And Amber's like, this is going to be, like, weird. But, I mean, I'll do it for boo-boo. So in Gary's car, he calls Christina. And he tells her, you know, I, I, this is before he picks up Amber. He's like, you know, I know you feel shut out. But I feel like I need to include her in this. So, and Christina's like... Well, Gary, I know, but our kids go to school at the same school, so it's just going to be really awkward. Uh, you know what else is going to be really awkward? When Christina watches this episode back and sees that the literal second Amber gets into the car, Gary starts encouraging Leah to, let's tickle mommy, let's all tickle mommy. Amber has a genuine moment where I find her likable here, because he's tickling her, and she's like, stop it, Gary! And it's actually kind of cute the way she says it because it's real. I mean, you can't get more real than a reaction from tickling. Um, she seems like a fun person in the moment, maybe. Anyway, Gary says, you know, Christina's going to be at the school when you go. And Amber goes, yeah, well, let's just not cross no paths, sweetie. And Gary's like, well, I don't want you to say anything to her, Amber. And Amber's like, well, I won't say nothing, Gary, because I'm not stupid, but let's just not cross paths, okay? Yeah, Amber's going to hold her rage until she has 18th century weapons at her disposal, and then she'll, then she'll let the rage out. But we have a couple years for that. Leah still think, uh, still likes Amber here. Um, she says, Mommy, I want you to spend the night with me. And Amber's like, oh, this part is so weird and gross, and I hated it. And I don't even remember this. I, I've seen this episode a million times. I don't remember this moment. But Amber's like, no, I'm not going to spend the night at your daddy's, Leah. And then uh, Gary, Gary's like does this weird arm movement and he goes uh oh I got a cramp I got a cramp and Amber goes oh my god Gary I am not gonna even put up with you right now and Gary's like remember that and then they both like laugh like cheekily like oh remember when that happened yeah okay so we get it you got a cramp during sex we get it I mean like there this is zero percent surprising based on the amount of movement the two of you each do on a daily basis I mean like after my after I recovered from ankle surgery, it was like six weeks of me just sitting on the couch, like Amber. I went to the gynecologist, and I got a Charlie horse just trying to scoot. You know, the scoot? I got a Charlie horse from scooting because that's how little movement I had been able to do. So, yeah, I would imagine that them having sex, there'd be lots of cramping. Like, lots. Lots of things getting popped out of place uh, and, and what have you. At the store, they are definitely not even following a list of like school supplies that were provided they just have money so they're just pissing money away putting all brand name stuff in there also they're at like a boutique sh uh, shop they're not at like a 
like aforementioned Walmart, like even a Target. Now they're at like a boutique store where the prices are jacked all the way up, but it's okay. We got nothing but money, Gary. Back in the car, Gary doubles down now and says, hey, Leah, you gotta, tick- you gotta tickle mommy. Tickle her like this, like Jesus Christ. So Amber goes, Gary, surely. Like, they're definitely still fucking. Or, like, they... Mm, I don't know if they fucked yet because there is sexual tension. I just got to say, like, there's no way that the last time they had sex was before she went to prison. Like, absolutely not. There there was, like... I'm sure Christina knows, and Christina's like, you know, whatever at this point. I mean, Christina won. I mean, when in the game between her and Amber, Christina came out on top there. Next scene, Leah starts kindergarten in a few days, and all of Gary's flirting has me confused. So Crystal arrives, and she goes, knock, knock, and then Amber is, like, sitting on a chaise lounge uh, on her phone. She goes, knock, knock, and then Crystal's wearing this pink cheetah print tank top, um, to which Amber says, hi, baby, you look like a cheetah. Ew. Great conversation, Amber. I would cringe if someone said that to me. Like, don't point out what I'm wearing. You look like a cheetah. Amber's on this chaise lounge in her bedroom. Literally nothing in this house, by the way. All I've seen in this house, as far as furniture is concerned, is her big, huge wraparound leather couch, her bed, and now this chaise lounge couch that is next to her bed. Crystal asks Amber if she thinks Gary doesn't want to be with Christina anymore, and Amber says, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, over at Anita's kitchen, which has the ambiance, the ambiance on the outside is like truck stop glam. Gary sits with his brother, Robert, um, but the establishing shot here is of a coffee mug with somebody stirring it. It's Gary, but it's just a coffee mug. You guys, I want you to go check this out. It's like about second segment of Amber. Uh, this no mug in history has ever been this filled with coffee. Like I've never seen, I've never seen coffee be that close to the top without spilling over. And Gary's stirring. I have a feeling that the um, that the amount of liquid in there had less to do with how much the waitress put in the cup as to how much cream Gary added to that was mixing in there. So him and Robert are talking about Amber and all this shit. And then when oh, the waitress comes with all this food, my God. It's like they're doing, like, a food-eating contest. It's so much food. And Gary goes, wow, that's lots of food. I was like, you knew exactly what you were ordering, Gary. Gary. So Gary's like, yeah, so the other day, the other day, Leah said, uh, you know, I think that uh, you and Ma- Amber, I want you and Amber to get back together. Cool that Leah, he allows Leah to call Amber, Amber. Hilarious. And Robert's like, uh-oh. And Gary's like, well, I told her, you know, Christina's really helpful here, too, though. Wow, thanks, Gary. And Leah said, yeah, but, but, Amber, but Amber can be our neighbor. And Robert's like, oh, no, oh, no. And Gary's now going over, like, the what ifs. Like, you know, like, sometimes I think, like, what if, what if. And Robert's like, well, if you ever start doubting, man, pull up one of your old episodes and watch it up. And it was pretty funny. And Gary goes, and watch when she smacked, and watch when she smacked me in the face and beat me up. Oh, memories. Now Gary tells Robert that he was messing with Amber and tickling her in the car. And it was so funny. And Robert said, was it a one-finger tickle or were you in the pit? Interesting follow-up question, but sure. And Gary's like, I don't know. Like, it's just that uh, I wasn't even thinking about it that way. And Robert's like, if you want to tickle Amber, you better break up with Christina. But no, 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 you guys. 
Gary, you misunderstand. Gary likes to tickle girls because he likes to see them laugh. Also, Gary, nobody likes being tickled. And then Robert goes, if you want to make them laugh, then tell a joke. I like, I like Robert. This guy's good. Robert says, well, if it looked like she liked it, then she, it looks like she wanted some candy. Gross. If, it, if you wouldn't do it to some older random guy in a parking lot, don't do it to Amber. And then they just laugh. Words of wisdom from Gary's brother. Next scene, Christina. I forgot how red her face always was, by the way, back then. But she looks so young. She's so gorgeous. Um, she says her ex doesn't want her daughter to be on film, so she's packing up her stuff to take her daughter, I think, to her mom's house or something so that MTV can film with Gary at the house. They discuss it being really weird that their kids go to the same school, and Gary says, you know, you just need to avoid Amber. It's not like she'd come up and hit you or nothing, so don't be scared. Next morning, Gary texted me that Christina's not at his house right now, so I'm heading over there to help Leah get ready for school. Leah, we see her get out of bed. Her bedroom is a full bed. That's it. No dressers, nothing on the damn walls, just bare minimum. Be- this family's very concerned about beds, which I guess, yeah. Amber arrives, and she goes, Ooski booski! We're all of you just triggered right there, because I was when I heard it. Amber brought Leah pink cowboy boots to wear today, and she does her hair. It's actually a cute scene. Amber looks presentable, and she seems sober. I can never tell if people are sober, but she seems sober. I mean, I could tell that Ryan was not sober earlier. They arrive at the school, and Leah says, There's Christina! Mommy, you have to meet Christina! And Amber goes, No, I don't. And Leah's like, Yes, you do! It's your job, because you're dropping me off at school. Which, I mean, hilarious, but also, I feel bad for Amber here. This sucks. And really, to be fair, Gary did do her dirty. He did promise her that he was going to give her this huge family when she got out of, or this family when she gets out of prison. He did that. He's he's a little bit of a snake himself. He loves he loves this attention. So uh, Amber stays in the car instead of going into the school, which it's petty, but I can't say that none of us can say that we wouldn't have done the same thing at one point in our lives. So now Amber Gary gets back in the car, and Amber's going to punish Gary with a toxic silent treatment all the way home. And then right before she gets out of the and the whole time Gary's like Amber, Amber, are you okay? What's wrong? What's wrong, Amber? 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 Talk to me, Amber? 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 Because he he fucking loves this. Uh, also, way to time out time out the drop offs there, Gare. Could you not text Christina and be like, Hey, we just rolled up. Could you just like cool your jets for a second in your car while we go in at Amber's house? Amber says. <gasps> just when I think a day is going to be good, it's just ruined because you just, God. And she gets out of the car and Heather approaches and Amber gets in her car and Amber's like, get the fucking camera out of my face. I need to go. She rips off her mic and then she leaves in her car. Later, Heather and the crew come in and they're like, Amby, Amby, can we come in? Amby's in the middle of complaining to Crystal. Crystal's there now with her son. Um, how, how the only thing that got her through prison was knowing she had a family waiting. And Amber said, it was so abundant. I, I always thought that there was still a chance, but it was so abundantly clear that that wasn't going to happen the moment said the moment Leah said Christina. Again, I feel bad for Amber. That sucks. Amber says, um, or Crystal says, do you think that Amber, Christina's going to try to replace you? And Amber said, no, because the love and bond that Leah and I have, uh, I'm not worried about that. I think at this point, she still could have saved it with Leah. But, I mean, today, I know in today times, Leah... Well, the last Teen Mom episode I ever watched was probably um, over a year ago. But I remember at that time, Leah was not having Amber. She didn't want her near her. 
I remember Leah saying, like, that all the mommy responsibility, that's kind of Christina's role. I remember her saying that. Amber is super depressed and covered in blankets, and Crystal tells her son now, like, who's, I don't know, five or six, I'm bad with kids' ages, who also, this kid has been, who's bright red and he's been open mouth coughing this entire scene, to go give Amber a hug and kiss. And he says, no. And Crystal goes, but Amber had a bad day. And then she kisses him on the lips, and that's the end of that scene. Next scene, Gary's house. Oh, we got a Carol, Carol sighting. She's being an active grandma here because the cameras are back and she probably made like, I don't know, a grand to show up here. I don't know. Maybe that's a lot. I I would love, I would love to know how much like Carol gets for showing up for this one episode. Amber calls, like the whole family's there, like Robert's there, his family and Carol is there. Amber calls and, uh, Carol says, Leah, tell mommy on the phone who you're talking to right now. And Leah says right into the phone, it's savage. Bye, mommy. I don't want to talk to you right now. Gary is fucking gleeful. And Amber goes, Leah, Leanne, Shirley. And Gary goes, tell mommy you love her. And then it's just silence. And then Amber goes, oh, my God, she's being a little brat right now. Whatever. Bye. And she hangs up. Uncle Robert reprimands Leah about that. He's like, you know, you really hurt her feelings. And Leah's like, but I'm busy eating my Cheetos. She's covered in flaming hot Cheeto dust, just her finger, fucking so gross. Gary is making a pot of, I want to say, gruel for the family, and also five unevenly cut breadsticks that he pulls out of the oven. They do not look ready yet. Crystal and Amber now are driving, and they talk about what a fucker Gary is for not having Leah call her ever, even though that's kind of literally what just happened, and Leah didn't want to talk to her. And Amber says she feels like crying, but she's done with crying, Okay. Amber is depressed because she doesn't have a man and can't give Leah a family. Well, don't worry, because Matt Bay is on his way, everybody. Don't worry. Matt's checking out the internet. He's already messaged Sarah and Janelle. They said no, so here we come, Amber. Don't you worry. That kind of went into, like, Jewish mom at the end there. Uh, now Amber decided uh, not to go for full custody, she's just decided, because she feels like she'll be ripping Leah away from her family, which, yes, but let's be real, girl. The reason that you decided just now you don't want to go for custody is because you're mad at Leah for being a bitch to you on the phone. That's the end of that episode. The final montage is all the good parents hanging out with their kids, lots of mouth kissing to go around, and then Amber just staring out her window with the blinds down and fully closed. And then we see Ryan driving around in his sports car, drinking a bottle of, well, I I don't know what it is because it looks like Gatorade, but the label's been uh, mysteriously torn off and it doesn't look like Gatorade in there, so we'll just leave that with what, how, however you want to interpret it. That's the end of that episode, my first episode back. Well, guys, thanks for joining me for my first episode back. I had fun, did you? So it only took me, I, 7.18 p.m. right now. I started taking notes at 10 a.m. That's how long these episodes take me. But I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope it was everything that you wanted and waited for. Check out all of our other Patreon tiers. Um, If you guys think that there's episodes missing, just search. Search keywords, because I bet that they were there the whole time on the Patreon. Uh, My my old Patreon episodes have been here this whole time, and I don't think I promoted those well enough, so I need to start talking about that more. But if you think there's an episode that is missing, just check out the, the keyword or use the tag Teen Mom, and you can search everything. Uh, as your heart desires 
All right, guys, I'm going to go to bed because I'm taking my mom out for breakfast tomorrow. Love you guys so much, and bye. And what are you going to do, Johnny? Sleep. Nah, I mean, what are you going to be when you grow up? A burden on society. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.